California just obliterated parental rights, all in the name of trans rights. If you live in California and have kids, I suggest you start packing your bags as you listen. Before we discuss the dangers of Assembly Bill 957, let's get some background information. Signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom this month, the bill amends Section 3011 of the Family Code. Before this change, child custody and visitation in contested proceedings was decided by court. As the bill's introduction notes, this is based on, quote, the best interest of the child, which includes the health, safety, and welfare of the child. Sounds logical and fair. However, this bill redefines what health, safety, and welfare means. Section 1 says this includes, quote, a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity or gender expression. Did you hear that? The parent with that child's best interest in mind will be the one who goes along with their child's gender-bending desires. If you think it can't get any worse, you'd be wrong. The bill says in the very next sentence that, quote, affirmation includes a range of actions and will be unique for each child, but in every case must promote the child's overall health and well-being. Unique? That's some broad language. Do you want your parental rights and a divorce left up to the whims of a judge? See what they did here? It's telling you that as a parent, you don't have control over your own children. Opponents fear this bill will go beyond divorce proceedings. They contend it opens the door for kids to be removed from an intact home merely because the parents aren't affirming the kid's gender. That would mean the kid would become a ward of the state. Sounds like a dystopian nightmare. State authorities taking your kids because you don't think your daughter is now your son? But it's entirely possible. If refusing to affirm gender violates health, safety, and welfare— How long is it before Child Protective Services start showing up to the doors of conservatives, Republicans, and Christian homes? Think it's impossible? Well, just a few years ago, we let the government dictate to us how many people could be in a room together, what went on our faces, what stores could be open, and what should be injected into our arms. This bill passed overwhelmingly, with more than three-fourths of the legislature in both chambers voting in favor of it. How four lawmakers abstain from voting, I don't know, but politicians being cowards is a whole other podcast for another day. Here's a little secret about California politics. Get the people through incrementalism. Lawmakers and Governor Newsom didn't just wake up one day and say, affirm thine child's gender or else. Oh no, they've been soft rolling this out for some time. Just consider the laws California passed in the last decade regarding trans rights. In 2014, death certificates had to start reflecting the gender identity of the person at the time of their death. In 2016, all single-stall bathrooms were required to be gender-neutral. In 2017, California became the first state to set standards that would grant gender affirmation surgery to inmates. The law required every incoming inmate to be asked gender-specific questions to determine their placement in a female or male correctional facility. Last year, more than 1,600 inmates claimed to be transgender, intersex, or non-binary. That's a 230% increase. That same year, California legally recognized a third gender, allowing residents to select non-binary on official state documents. In 2019, the Berkeley City Council voted to eliminate the term manhole in an attempt to be more inclusive. 
Since then, it's been called a maintenance hole, which, as you know, has done nothing to improve anyone's life. Then, in 2021, in the midst of a pandemic, the state decided that it was incredibly important to remove gendered language from positions like governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, and others. That same year, California allowed students to receive their high school diplomas in their new gender identity and not their gender that was assigned at birth. Recently, Democrat State Senator Josh Newman introduced Senate Bill 760 that would require all public and charter schools to have at least one genderless bathroom for students. These progressive ideals may feel good in the present, but ultimately, it's going to lead to our demise. So what's lurking behind the rainbow flag of trans rights? I'll take societal collapse for 500, Mr. Trebek. Enter Camille Piglia, a professor and author of the book Free Women, Free Men. Her claims are as illuminating as they are controversial. In an interview, she said, quote, Historically, this movement towards androgyny occurs in late phases of culture as a civilization is strong to unravel. You can find it again and again and again. But it's not just the androgyny alone. It's the adoration and celebration of it, too. She says, quote, People who live in such times feel that they're very sophisticated. They're very cosmopolitan. Now, if that doesn't describe the LGBTQ plus community in 2023, I don't know what does. She refers to all this gender bending as, quote, extravaganzas of gender experimentation. Her warning is quite stark, saying, quote, there are certain fundamental principles of human life that return again and again. I have serious doubts about whether androgyny can usefully be extended as a master plan for the human race. She's not done, saying, quote, there are many parallels between our time and that of the Roman Empire. Whenever you get cosmopolitan cultures that are very tolerant and permissive, it seems to be the case that such cultures are ripe for collapse. She discusses the Hellenistic and Roman periods and Germany's Weimar eras. At the time, gender confusion appeared to run tangent with their cultural demise. For example, she talks about stylistic changes in art from the archaic period to the post-classical, such as a man's masculine frame being substituted for a more feminine form. She sees this happening in the West, believing the root cause of transgender mania is a culture that doesn't believe in itself, its heritage, or really anything. Scared of our future? Don't be. Take a stand. As Edmund Burke once said, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, check out the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, Instagram, Truth Social, and Twitter.